Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. McAvoy and Narnia? Yeah, he's a little he's Mr. Tumnus. I don't know what that means. He's the he's the satyr. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that. I haven't Then why did you ask? I will not. <laughs> why did you ask me know. for clarification I mean, that I was not gonna now... give you any more insight into what I was talking about? Well, it makes me want to see you it a little bit. Son of a I bitch. I want to see James McAvoy as a <laughs> as satyr. As a satyr with a little scarf on? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's that's... quite a thing. I think I technically saw that first movie, but it was one of those cases where, like, my brain didn't see it. Like, oh, yeah. you don't know if you saw that or The Golden Compass because they're both right. the same film. So, I've yeah. definitely seen them both. Yeah. Um, I oh, couldn't, wow. couldn't tell you anything about either movie no. aside from the James yeah. McAvoy stuff. Yeah. I literally yeah, I mean, can't why, remember if yeah. I've seen either of those. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what an episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Ah, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. I am Logan Trent. Hello, Logan. Welcome. Sure are, Logan. <laughs> so. You know what I have seen is the Lightning Thief movies. I, yep. I saw yeah. those with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We watched those yeah. together. They're bad. Logan, how are you? I am okay. Just a little tired and hot because we're in the middle of a drought in Texas. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so, nice. Oh, yeah. Us too, yeah. probably. I, I don't mean, know. It's what, very, it's what very windy here. It's very for? windy here. So, it's like, it's like rain. It's, it's really like when, it's annoying because like, there's like, like dark rain. clouds all over and it's just like mm. rain, you son of a bitch. Come on. <laughs> Oh, it's like edging you. Yeah, it's exactly. Like rain yeah. edging. It's rain like, edging. oh, look at how dark I am. I got so much hydration yeah. in here. I'm going to keep it to myself. Fuck you, Cloud. You're right. Just the tip of the cloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I hope I hope you see water. I hope it rains on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at some point. I'm sure it will, right? Hopefully. It can't never rain. I mean, yeah. you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I say that. I mean, that. that is the definition of a trout. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys like movies? Uh, I've heard yeah. Of them. Yeah, I've I've seen a few movies. I like yeah. movies. I like yeah. movies, Dave. That's good. I like yeah. the concept that's real, more that's than good the for execution. The podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. I like I like like the idea of movies more than I actually like movies. <laughs> the miracle of moving pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. blows my fucking mind every time I see it. 
Yeah, it's weird, right? I yeah. like it's fucking weird. Listening to movies on tape, actually, I find that it's easier mm-hmm. to digest them when you're driving mm-hmm. in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That that seems uh, you know, fun. I had to take a break from movies though when I realized that all the people in Fast and Furious aren't friends in real life. That was hard. Yeah, that is a bummer. It was hard. Yeah. It was tough for me. It was a tough time. Right, because they have s- such chemistry in the movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't it's know if yeah. you guys caught the theme in the movies, but it's about family, you guys. And that's true. Yeah, they're not that anymore. It's true. Yeah, well, it's 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 really subtly woven throughout each each one of the films. But you're right; it is there if you care to look for that subtext. Yeah, yeah. it really makes I sense mean, when you watch all of them in a row. You can mm-hmm, finally mm-hmm. kind of figure that out. <laughs> That of course means it's not about friendship; it's about family. So they that's have to be true. Friends. I have no idea. Maybe they're really family. That's a good point, yeah, Dave. I should look into, I'm going to look into this more once we finish recording. Yeah. Okay. Good. They're all shitty siblings. Um, they could be. Yeah. Yeah, they seem like it. They, they all look the same. They do have that very easy, realistic, authentic charisma when they interact with each other in those films. You can <laughs> really, really tell uh, that it's just. It, I just believe it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah, excited for Fast X, mm-hmm. as we learned it's being called. Yeah, of course it is. That's what else fine. would it have been called? Fast in yeah. your seatbelt. They're so that they're there so like it ashamed. is. Yeah, that's what it yeah, should have been called. What a what a missed opportunity. <laughs> that's that's like when they called it. Now you see me too, instead of now you don't. That was yeah, so that was infuriating. Wild. It's like leaving money on the table. <laughs> yeah, <You> daffy <sighs> bastards. It should have been Fast Ten your seatbelts. Yeah. It's right there. I mean, they went with Fate of the Furious for the eighth one. It's not like puns right? are above yeah. them. So. Yeah. It's really funny because they're. it's like they're ashamed of their original title because it's just like they, 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 it's all about fucking variations now, right? Like Fast Five, Furious Seven. Yeah, the Fate of the Furious, F9, Fast X. And it's like, Christ, you guys. Like how many, you're just trying to find so many different ways to say the name of your movie series. I kind of wish they had just, called it Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift Part 2. And that, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. We need another Tokyo Drift. You're right. And then there's Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. which is going to, I assume, get a sequel. Yeah, that'll that'll get its, you know, 10 movies. Um, yeah. It's like an octopus, really, Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. It's a Hydra. Yeah, you like cut I'm off really... one movie, you get three takes its place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three more families take its yeah. place. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's, let's name some producers, Dave. All right. We got a new producer. I've given been given instructions for this one. Okay. Uh, thank you to Hombre. That's it. That's as good as I'm going to go. Sure. Uh, it's, it just says to do it in a grizzled voice. Yeah, I can see that. Does everybody want to try their grizzled voice? Hombre. Mm, Hombre. 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 That, that's the winner there right there. Yep. That is, yeah, we got it. Hombre. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Uh, thank you. Thank you to con- yeah, thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Mm, thank you. Thank you. They get a left. Thank you. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Ryan, the Silly Money Goose. Mm, thank you. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Yeah, he does. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thanks so much. Thank you to DJ Finney. Thanks. 
Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Mm. Thank you to Brockway loves the meat millie. Sure does. Thank you to David Knife Boot Boot Henson. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Look Bomb on a podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Thank you. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome Barbara's Great and Cancer and Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Thank you. And thank you to MVB. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Hype train pulling out of the station with the first trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, which is coming out in like three months. Sure. uh, Which is like we were talking about it before we started recording. It's just shocking to me how like I'm so used to seeing a trailer for three years Mm -hmm. that it's weird to see a trailer and they're like, and... This is coming out in like a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I was going to say the 700 times you watched the Free Guy trailer before it came out. Right. I sure do. And the Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. This one feels, see, you're telling me it's coming out in three months, but because of everything we were just talking about, like it feels the same to me right now. Like if you told me this movie was coming out in 2024. Like it yeah. feels at, three months from now feels as close to me right now as 2024. Right. Of course. Yeah. Time is ridiculous. What did, what did you guys think of this trailer? I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, like I kind of like, it's one of those teasers where it tells me pretty much everything I need to just be on board. Like I don't, I mean, I'm going to probably have to watch the, like, next trailer if they do a second one for, like, work and stuff like that, but I'm just, mm-hmm. like, straight up on board with it just off of this, and I kind of don't need any more information, so. Yeah, I'm I'm similar where it's like, if I, if I could, I wouldn't watch another trailer. Yeah. Uh, it is very much, I think this isn't a critique, it's just interesting how post-Thanos Marvel feels. Like, this feels like they're not like, look at this new threat, it's like... And now we're just like dicking around. <laughs> like Thor is just like trying to figure out what to do with himself. Uh, it like it's just an, I'm sure they'll introduce a villain and all sorts of shit in this, but it feels very like meandering and not necessarily in a bad way. Oh yeah, I appreciate just, like, it because like you need that little breathing room. <laughs> like if it was just massive threat, massive threat, like you just run out of escalation at some point. And I kind of right like how. In that breathing room, you get to see how the rest of, like, kind of Earth and, like, the rest of the MCU is affected by there. Like, you see new Asgard on there, and clearly, like, their planet is very different from where it was when, like, Iron Man was the only guy there. So, I like that right. they're kind of, like, getting around with that, and it it's world-building for the most part, which is just interesting yeah. aspects that, like, they don't I have guess in what it franchises. Is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, watching this, I kind of it, the weird thought was, I wish this was a TV show. Like, I wish it was something that could just spend a lot of time on characters and like how they feel. Like that that that's what's weird because I know inevitably it is going to be a superhero story, right? They're yeah. going to have a villain. Yeah, they're going to have battle, and it's kind of like I I don't know. I kind of just want a Thor drama comedy where it's just him dealing with this new like life 
in space and like showing new Asgard and their politics and the pro like, I, I don't know. I, I want that. And I, I, I'm aware that the movie's probably not going to be that, <laughs> but it's probably going to be super fun and, and very entertaining. Yeah. Either I, way. I'm really loving that. It's keeping the same aesthetic from Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, just I I well, it's Tika, so it's yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah of course. It's, it's him it's, again and Tika really has blended into the cosmic stuff that kind of James Gunn established. So just in tone, like it just feels very natural with how they've been going with that area of the universe. So Yeah. It's just a welcome like difference compared to say the more high drama stuff that you're getting on like the Earth based stuff, like we did with, you know, our no way home or what we're going to get with uh presumably dr strange so i kind of like that they have variants in tone where it's like oh this one's a little funnier than the other one this one's that and it's just it's keeps it from getting too exhausting and repetitive for me like where yeah like the snyder verse stuff like after a while like just that tone kind of got repetitive yeah. Right. It's 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 a fine line to walk walk, I think, because I do like like I, I don't need them to try to whip out another Thanos. And that's part of I mean, there was a lot of reasons Eternals wasn't good, mm. but it felt like that's Eternals was like, okay, what next? Uh and like at the same time, I didn't like a lot of the shows because they felt like they were spinning their wheels. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, where it's like I, I again it's it's a weird time for marvel and i think these movies tend to be the most fun because they're just like yeah fuck it uh and like it was the same with the last thor movie like it didn't feel tied into the series it was just like here's the thor adventure and i think if they keep on that of just like thor's like adventures in space in this delightful cosmic world we've created like i i don't think they can go wrong and the thing i'm excited or sorry go ahead tom (laughs) All I was going to say is I really appreciate that space looks so different and unique in the MCU. Uh, it's in, so be influenced It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not that generic can... space feel that a lot of other like, franchises have. It's Yeah, very and that weird, the, the, you know, because so much of it has that samey kind of blue-ish desaturated mm-hmm. filter that every action-adventure movie has for the past 15 years. Um, so this, it, I, I'm just really glad that they're sticking with that look rather than, for, at least for these, like the Guardians movies and for the oh, yeah. last two Thor movies, because it could very easily just look like, I don't know, Ender's Game or like some other I- incredibly forgettable sci-fi movie from the past 10 years uh, where it just, you know, looks like drained and lifeless and boring and it's instead we have this vibrant colorful like like you said kirby influence like 1970s fucking kaleidoscope of just energy and uh, i don't know it looks great i I just i love that this is the look of space like the source stuff is always i mean it's just comic books and comic books are always colorful and bright with that type of thing so i'm glad that they're translating that so well on there and there's a little I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that at the end of the trailer, that's Natalie Portman in the Thor. Oh yeah. Everybody knows. No, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see her with this 
cast and crew because I feel like she's underrated as a comedic actress and she just doesn't really get those opportunities. So I think she's going to have a lot of fun, especially with a more comedic Chris Hemsworth, who she really didn't get to play off in the first two movies as much. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what their chemistry is like there. For sure. And I'm really curious to see how they'll work Morbius into this, because of course they have to. It's the right? summer of Morbius, Dave, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have to work Morbius into this somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They probably had to hastily rewrite it um, to so, get Morbius involved. You guys know about the other castings in this, right? Or no? Chris- Christian Bale? Yeah, but did you see Zeus <laughs> in the trailer? Oh, he's yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crow. So yeah. we're right. getting Russell Crowe and Christian Bale in this also, so it's just like... I really cannot That's wait perfect. to see what these guys do with this type of like humor. Well, I think yeah, I think Russell Crowe, I think Russell Crowe has he's he's accidentally funny more than he's purposefully mm-hmm. funny, right? And Christian Bale feels like the same. Like they both feel like dudes who probably think they have a good sense of humor but might not. And I I honestly think it'll work out surprisingly well. Yeah. For that reason, I don't know. Or maybe they'll kill it. Maybe they're going to kill it. But like with the right material, any actor can be funny. I think I'd read, and I don't know for certain, I think I'd read that Russell Crowe, it's another sort of similar cameo to like Matt Damon and Sam Neill in Ragnarok, where he's actually playing an actor playing Zeus. But that could could be wrong. Um, So don't, you know, don't hold me to that. But I, I, I believe I remember reading that. Also, did you guys notice... Um, cause fucking Marvel loves doing this, but the one shot where a character has clearly been deleted oh, yeah. from the footage with him, oh, yeah, where they the guardians are flying it's away. It's Thor, a guy next to him. It, and there's a huge gap missing. Like, yeah, I think it's, I think that's Korg next to him. Oh yeah, it is Korg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's very clearly just the way the shot is framed. There's somebody standing I'm... to Thor's right. You think that's going to be Morbius? I think, think it's probably, it's gotta be Morbius. <laughs> Really, Hercules. Because if they're doing Olympus and stuff, it would make sense to introduce Hercules as a comedic character because there's he's a very funny character in the comics. And I heard a lot of people fan casting Henry Cable for that, but I don't think that would happen. But there's a lot oh, of probably like not, fun but... choices that you could get for that role and just having him mm, bro I'm... out with Thor. But that, like I said, that I don't know if that's going to be there, but there's clearly a missing character there because no one frames a shot like that. Who's no, I'm I'm holding out I'm holding out hope for Beta Ray Bill. Ooh, <laughs> that would be there's a lot see that's the thing. Do there's so think, many cool um, casting choices that they can go with these and like I'm really excited to see where they go. <laughs> do you think they're gonna start working in like because do you think we are actually gonna be seeing like what the Thanos type plot is gonna be from this? Because I do feel like it's gonna come from space, right? I it's gonna be I think it's the I think Loki already set it up with uh Kang. Kang. Kang is just yeah. too big of a character like that. Like he's bigger than Thanos sometimes. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just you don't introduce so, like, him without setting him up as the bad. He there. he's not gonna I don't think he'll just be the villain in an Ant-Man sequel. Yeah. Like Kang, yeah. Kang is a big, big, big threat. Especially in the with comics. the get of Jonathan yeah. Majors, who's like really on the up and up. Like, yeah, it's, he's such a good actor. Here's what it is. I feel like, so I guess what I feel like is everything we've seen so far for Marvel has still been like winding down from Thanos, yeah. you know, because it kind of had to be, Yeah. uh, 
And so this is like this and multiverse feel like the first chance to like start like I think Eternals was supposed to be that it just no one liked mm-hmm. it uh but this is going to be the first chance they have to like start introducing stuff so I'm just curious the other option what it's going to be would just be like having maybe smaller villain arcs because if they have Kang which they set up but also they have a Fantastic Four movie and the Eternals set up the Celestials so that means we can probably get like a Galactus thing going on or a Doctor Doom thing. Hopefully. Right. Uh, X-Men movie's going to come out eventually, so we'll probably get a Magneto too. So it's, we just might have yeah. those types of things instead of yeah. bigger threats like that. What's interesting is there's no structure anymore. There's no Avengers films, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, like, it used to be that all the side movies would be like, oh, and by the way, this is another Infinity Stone. Hint, hint. Uh, and then they'd let the Avengers movies kind of push it along. Mm-hmm more unless it's age of ultron which didn't do that but you know what i mean there's like there's no central thread anymore and and everything's sort of just like so like yeah i really i would love to see like a cosmic thread that they stay with uh because it really seems like that but then you have to work in like blade which is coming and it's just there's so many things at this point that they're putting out that it's like it just feels like this explosion. And it feels mm-hmm. kind of good going because in every there's direction. a variety. Because say you're not interested in the cosmic stuff and you just want, like, Blade gives you the supernatural thing. Oh, I can just yeah. stick in this corner of that. And, like, X-Men, if they when they do that, not if, <laughs> like, you can just stick with the mutant stuff. Like, So right. I don't... Maybe it'll be less yeah. directed. Yeah. So it, the and thing that is, is neat. that they clearly, like obviously they don't plan everything through because that stuff is but you can clearly see that they have like a bunch of different kernels of thoughts of where they want to go to which helps with that type of thing so it's just let's see where they go and like because the thanos stuff took 20 movies to get there so and we just have gotten like what i think five so far or something yes yes however however i would say that like we were we were learning about the Infinity Stones yeah. very quickly, like they knew they knew where they were heading from the start. So like, I don't know. It, it, it's more of like it's okay for them not to do that again, mm-hmm. and I hope they know that. But I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, should we talk about this next trailer? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah I do don't it. really have anything else for the Thor thing other than it looks cool. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this is the trailer for Dashcam. It's from the director of Host, that short that briefly blew up on on the on the streams. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's same director, but it's I'm guessing all from the perspective of a Dashcam, uh, a horror movie. It's about I looked it up. It's about like an influencer in England driving around. Uh, and then, like you know, horror happens. So yeah, you can you can sort of infer it from the the trailer is just a a a, sh- a, a long or extended shot uh, from the perspective of their dash cam, and you can see during their live stream that it's like they're called like mobile band or something, yeah. and they do a live stream right. where they play music in a moving car, and then they find some old woman in the road, and creepiness happens. Yeah. And like I liked Host okay. I wasn't like I wasn't in love with Host just because it was it was more like this is a really good straightforward horror short, you know? Yeah, and it was cool. uh, it was more notable for me 
in the in how they were able to use the Zoom format, like it's within one the entirety of of a free Zoom call, so it's just under an hour long. Um, right, and just what they were able to do during the pandemic, like that's really what made it stand out for me. So I do sort of kind of raise an eyebrow at, at some like extremely hyperbolic reactions I've seen to the film where it's like host is one of the best horror movies of the past 10 years. I'm like, All right, no, not really. It was just no remarkable really for isn't. what they were able to film via zoom during a pandemic is what made yeah. it stand out. That's really interesting to me because yeah, ultimately as a horror movie, I didn't really care about host. Like I said, it was like, I watched it and I was like, Oh, that was pretty good. And then I moved on and it's like, yeah, I'll watch something. But like, I'm not like, I don't see this and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, like host guy. You know, it's not like fucking David Robert Mitchell yeah, or anybody like that. Um, Logan, did you see host? I did not see host. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I've heard a of perfectly it. Fine I know what you're, like, I know the premise in there, but with this trailer, like from just the initial premise, I kind of am a little skeptical because I can't think of any like fictional thing that would be scarier than i've seen on actual russian dash cams like on like live leak and shit like yeah right including an actual meteor screaming past cars on the interstate yeah so it's just like okay like the stakes are initially or immediately lower than real life but also like i kind of wish that this was just kind of them driving and kind of the deal with that like imagine like duel but from the perspective of a dash cam where you have no idea why this person is trying to run you off the road and kill you that would be cool yeah where like this supernatural thing i feel like that just could have been done with any type of like found footage or even just like a cell phone or them like streaming with like a um gopro or something like i i want them to take advantage of the idea that gets presented by formatting it through a dash cam exactly and that you just you just sort of nailed the only way to do that is to make a movie that is like dual but like it, it yeah like found footage ultimately it's just like we like the last gimmick was the zoom cam stuff which is like unfriended already had done mm-hmm. it searching did it really well so it just kind of feels like where it's like it's a dash cam and it's like that doesn't really bring anything to it unless it is it like it just feels like they didn't want to pay that much money <laughs> like yeah. that that's the thing is that like there's two types of found f- footage there's some where it's like oh what a really good justification and then there's another where it's like oh you just didn't want to pay for a good camera yeah okay. so like with that like, if you're having your limitations placed on you by like okay i can only afford it with this type of camera and stuff like it kind of behooves you to find the right idea for that format and like i said that's the reason why i went with dual because yes. everyone has dealt with or read about like road rage issues and it just naturally kind of presents itself with like the jaws shark popping out of nowhere like there's a lot of cheap and easy ways to get like scares with that so them getting out of the car and just seeing a ghost like and their interactions happening outside of the car is like that could have been any type of found footage thing it really didn't need to be limited to dash cam and if you're calling your movie dash cam kind of you need to have that (laughs) so yeah, it, this just feels like it's going to slip through the cracks ultimately. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll watch it some point. Yeah. Speaking of, um, <laughs> sorry, this is I'll unrelated. You, Speaking of David Robert Mitchell, I did learn what his next project is. He wrote a short film called They Hear It, 
and they're making that into a feature. He's also writing it, which is like a horror short about sounds that only kids can hear. And it's, it sounds very David Robert Mitchell, and I'm very excited for that. Cool. That's all. Yeah, I'll yeah. be into that. Uh, just piggybacking off of what Logan said, they should remake Unhinged uh, as yeah, a found exactly. footage dash cam movie. Yes. That's a, yeah, see, there's been a ton so of other Russell movies Crow like that. you have Russell Park oh, popping God. out like the shark from Jaws. His, yeah, that would be so he good. He would look so horrific through dash cam with just like the faded like colors yeah. and stuff. Just like a... <laughs> Dead eyes, doll's Just eyes, deranged <laughs> Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, you have um, to chum the street for Russell Crowe, much <laughs> like you chum the waters for the shark. You have to shoot a barrel Beautiful. to like the trunk of Russell Crowe's car so that you can hear it rattling yeah. and popping out. He's just dragging <laughs> barrels down the street at like forty miles an hour. Yeah. Right. Bouncing all over the place, smashing into parked cars. I don't know who he'd <laughs> get for Roy Scheider, but like somebody's like on top of a light pole, just shooting down at him. Like, smile, you son of a bitch! Blows up the car. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be perfect. Um, and I hope Hollywood's well, listening. Yeah, we have a great movie for you listening. that's better than Dashcam right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, next trailer is for um, what is it, Angeline? This is um, this is what what is this on? This is a Doesn't Paramount matter. Plus, I believe, Paramount. limited series. Oh no, it's okay, Peacock. It's, it's Peacock, Peacock limited Peacock. series. Yeah, yeah. It's from a writer who it's from the writer of Lars and the Real Girl, who also did a lot of Six Feet Under and True Blood. Uh, okay. And Nancy Oliver. Uh, it's about uh, I guess I based off a true story about a woman who in Hollywood put up a billboard of herself and just kind of rose to fame that way, which is an interesting idea, which is like the power of hype, you know, yeah. the power of becoming someone who has not offering anything but hype around yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when it's, I, I'm assuming it's like nineties from the look of this trailer. I think it's like early it looks 90s, more like 70s. late eighties. Oh. If I recall, okay. I thought it was I, even older than that. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to tell. See, that's my issue with this is, um, you see this a lot with like some of these like uh, docudrama type things that are coming out. I feel like some of the times they feel like people like they're presenting this like everyone knows who this person is when this was a very much like a localized LA thing. I think. Yes. And if this feels very much that. that yeah, I would rather see like a documentary series where we're getting like the visuals of that. Like, oh, here's like the news footage that happened from there. Here's like interviews with people in that because like that's like the real story and not many people know it. When you have something like, I know that there's some like issues with the content of Pam and Tommy in terms of like uh, Pam feeling like objectified and not them doing it like behind her back. But, like, with a story like that, everybody really knows that story. So you can present that as, like, a fictionalized take, and it's like, oh, this is just an interesting thing where you're seeing actors do this and that type of thing. But with, like, a story like this where no one really knows it, you can't really present it as, like, oh, the legend of Angelina. We all know this thing, right? No. <laughs> like, I'd rather right. see, like, the real story instead. 80, right, 84. Sort of like... I, I just looked it up. 84 was when her first billboards appeared. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they've apparently been spoofed in, like the simpsons and shit like but it is like an inside joke so you're right is it worked better as a documentary it also seems weird that like 
I, I this isn't really like a judgment on this person because I don't know who this person is, but it looks like she like keeps running for elect. For, she keeps for running for governor. Governor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like <laughs> not and like it seems like she's her entire career is doing publicity stunts. Yes. Uh, and I don't know personally. I don't find that interesting. And then to make a series on it is just like this. Just feels like playing into yeah. That, if she right? came out like. 10 or 15 years later, she just would have been a person on VH1 on one of their reality shows. And that would right. have been it. Or like so I, think that's, I think that's the that's reason the That's idea. the reason to do a show like this, right? Yeah. Is to point out, it's like, well, influencer culture, quote unquote, existed before the internet. It existed before even reality TV. Like this is... And that's goes back to why and, I would rather yeah. see like the real documentary of that, like seeing that how that unfolded like then rather than kind of like this dramatized yeah. version, which I just I don't know this person. I don't think most people do. So like the weird presentation that it's I, I don't know, it's not so much this thing, but She's I've also seen this with like it. other stuff where they've kind of been presenting like you all know this real life story it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> Right. She's also producing it. So it's like, I don't even think this will be necessarily like a a, a good look at it. No. It's just going to be like, look how great she is. Uh, like, it feels very like Wolf of Wall Street, where you're like, what was the point of that? You know, like... <laughs> the, the movie I, I know. produced Again, by Jordan Belfort and featuring yeah, exactly. Jordan Belfort in the end. Right. <sighs> and like, it, it's not exactly the same, mainly because like, I'm just scanning this person's history. They don't seem like a bad person. They didn't do anything bad. They're not, I don't think they're preying on people. I mean, people feel free to correct me if I'm wrong with that. So it's just, it just doesn't feel as shitty. It's just ultimately I, when I watch this trail, I'm like, I don't know if I need to watch that. That just sounds like someone hyping themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I'd rather see, like you said, a documentary, like an actual look at this and like something that's more analytical I don't know if that's what it's going to be. I don't I don't think it is. Uh, this uh, I'm probably going to watch this cuz this kind of thing is like catnip for me. Like I love Really? I love uh like recent history shit, yeah. especially when it's like pop culture, especially when it's pop culture, recent history of Los Angeles. Um right. I don't know why. <laughs> it just really appeals to me. Uh I like stories like this are fascinating to me. Um so I will say I'm going to read I'm going to read all about Angeline after we uh get done recording and I will probably watch this series. I will give this <laughs> right. probably an episode just because I think Emmy Rossum is fucking fantastic in most things that she does. So, you know, I'm glad to see her yeah. doing something kind of really weird in this. So, yeah. 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 And again, the more I look at this, it it really doesn't seem like she is a bad person. No. Um, and there actually was already a documentary about her oh. in 1995. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think if this is uh, people's cup cups cups of tea, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's how people talk. Yeah, uh, no, that's, they should check I've, this I've heard out. People say that. Yeah. I've yeah. I've heard oh, human sure. human lips make those sounds, Dave. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm less I'm less into this. I think. I think it kind of depends uh, but, on how many episodes this is. If this is like a quick four episode miniseries or something, then I might dive in. But if this is like eight or something, it's I don't know if it's gonna hold sure, me for yeah. that long. Yeah. I got Bel Air to um, watch, man. <laughs> that's fair. 
That's fair. I got season two of Winning Time coming. <laughs> oh God, I love Winning Time so much. <laughs> Speaking of Jason Clark. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Let's speak of Jason Clark. Let's talk about this next trailer for Black Side. I wish a <laughs> movie from, that... from Redbox hmm. Films. Yeah, this is so. This is what's wild to me. There was a time where this would be playing in theaters. Yes. This looks like it has a big budget. It has like a lot of people behind this it. This is the, and it's a fucking Redbox original. This is the it's like the reuniting fuck. of the cast of Terminator Genesis that everyone has been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, with the uh, fucking Jay Courtney and Jason Clark. Yeah. That's right. I kind yeah. of wish that this that. I really mad that they gave his that they gave Jason Clark's character a real name because I just wanted to picture this as real Jason Clark doing all these things because he's so unhinged oh, in yeah. every movie. <laughs> so they had to I abduct Jason to... Clark, yeah. the actor, he's just to a CIA black site. Like, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna release every criminal. I'm Jason Clark. Uh, like. <laughs> so it should be so uh, to explain what's happening. It's a group of like it's Jay Courtney and like a group of like army guys. Michelle Monaghan's the main character. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a secret um, government black f- site, and there's a character, and and so then um, Jason Clark apparently plays a character named Hatchet, mm-hmm. according to this. Sure. Uh, a high value detainee who's like you know extremely deadly, and uh, don't you know it? He escapes. And that's the, yeah, and, that's and he lets them. Is. This is the funny thing about this. The premise that this trailer presents is that Jason Clark escapes. I think he's like former CIA, so he's just right. his character from Zero Dark Thirty. I'm actually looking um, at the IMDb, and his character's name is actually Jason Hatchet Clark. So, uh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So he is, he he gets out. He lets all the other black site detainees out, and now Michelle Monaghan and Jay Courtney are like, we must stop this within the next hour. And if we don't, we're going to get, uh, because of some automatic failsafe to prevent these black site detainees from getting out and, you know, telling the rest of the world that we're uh, holding them against their will in a CIA black site, uh, we will be bombed by a drone and we will all be killed. Um, so yep. that's, I, I, I sort of already tipped my hand, but like, I think it's very funny that this is trying to give us a diehard situation where it's like, oh, the inmates are running the asylum, except it's a black site. So it's like the inmates are people who are being held unconstitutionally. And so it's like, am I supposed to feel bad for the CIA? Am I supposed to be rooting for the CIA to win in this? Because I want Jason (laughs) Clark to kill them all. This movie absolutely feels like it should have come out like in... 2011 this is an iraq this war is a movie 2011 yeah. 20 <laughs> like 2009 movie this is not yeah. a 2022 film also like this I would like have come how... out in 2009 and been called guantanamo yeah. okay sorry continue i like how high tech this black site looks when it's like if you look at like gitmo and all this other place it's like those are just generally shithole jail cells where they're just like beating the crap out of people with hoses and waterporting them right and they're presenting this as like oh the secret thing that locks down this all the programs look at how high tech is like nah right it's like what the what is this the raft yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. jesus fucking christ like it doesn't cost that much to keep people in a box yeah, they keep them in a fucking jail cell that they leave like maybe an hour a day if they're lucky and that their fucking yeah. sink is above the toilet that they shit on and they also get water from right. that like that yeah yeah no yeah this this is a this is a silly film that i will be watching 
if it's available. I'm sure it's fuck not. Gonna oh, we're gonna stream. Do this, whatever Dave. Redbox wants me to do to watch it. It's, we're streaming. This. I feel bad because yeah. Michelle Monaghan is a great. She's a really good actress, and she just keeps getting saddled with bullshit like this. Like I want yeah. her to yeah. roles. Wasn't wasn't she in that really fucking racist miniseries about like the second coming of Jesus? Uh, oh, and he was an God. Arab guy that yes. was secretly the Messiah. Antichrist, and like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right. and like, wasn't there something about like his name was like literally like Antichrist? His name was Dajjal, which is fucking like pretty much <laughs> the Antichrist in like Arabic. It's like Dajjal or something. It was something really obvious. Where if you're watching this, you're like, <laughs> it's like if you named him John Antichrist in English. It was like really. <laughs> Really? And yeah, that show thankfully got canceled after one season. And it was, I think Oof. it was produced by, um, what's his name? The lunatic who does like The Apprentice, that Mark whatever, who's wow. a super evangelical guy. Him and Roma Downey oh. made that show. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, she gets, she gets saddled in a lot of crap. But then she pops up in something like True Detective. And it's just like, oh, yeah, she is a very good actress and she deserves better And the roles. craft legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see her in better stuff. Uh, but I will watch Black Sight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to watch if it. If you don't, Jason Clark will show up at your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he will exactly. take you to his Black Sight, which is just where he lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I want a film of just Jason Clark and Russell Crowe just following somebody menacingly. That that could be an entire unrelated film. to each other. They um, just both happen to be both I, I menacing the same person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I need to talk about this next trailer because this is fascinating. Oh, shit, yes. Uh, this is Escape the Field. Dig, yeah, why dig, not? Dig. You know Escape Room? <laughs> what if Escape Room, but no room? <gasps> it's more like... What, what if it was like Escape Corn? What if that again... Yeah, it really what is the same movie do, as Into the yeah, Tall Grass. What if we just make oh, that God. movie again and hope people forgot that other one exists? <laughs> like that's all. Th- this what this is like. I'm just it looks so bad by this. Yeah, called Escape the Field for people who need to know. It's about people who wake up in a cornfield and they can't get out. Uh, so it's in the tall grass, but corn instead of grass, and they're being hunted by something and. Man, uh, they have it, these this feels objects like that kind of give them clues because I don't know if you saw this in the trailer, Dave, but <laughs> I think there's more to these objects than their everyday functions is an actual line of dialogue. Yep. That's a real, yep. that's a real cumbersome uh, string of words to have to say. Yeah. <laughs> right. It is. Is this like... So I like stumbled upon this trailer. How many people watch this trailer? I have to look at the view count because it looks it looks very like yeah, it's Lionsgate. It is like, the most got, Lionsgate movie imaginable. Like you could tell right, what it is got, just by got, the first. It's got big minutes. Lionsgate yeah. energy. Yeah, it does. But like, is Lionsgate now just like asylum? Like, is that what's go- like? Because this feels like an asylum, asylum energy there. They, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've always kind of had some of that like shitty dimension films type vibes there, but mixed with a little prestige so. every now and then. So, yeah, right. And they're pushing. Like, I'm looking on their website. They have clips. They have like they're they're like, yeah, escape the field, baby. This movie has some 
very shocking when he pops in Shane West. Like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> the is Pepsi. I didn't even realize that was him. Coke. Oh yeah, I was just like, oof, nope. <laughs> Couldn't Man, get Sawa. League, yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Shane West. Man, <laughs> and I like there's a how, blast from the past. I like how the trailer initially presents them getting like snatched because you see people like, getting grabbed when they're in the grass as it being kind of supernatural, but then ends with clearly just some random douchebags wearing masks coming out being all human it's all right there's a lot of shooting yourself in the foot in this trailer yeah i this is one where it's like i might have to watch this but i'm not gonna want to i just feel like i need to like i just need to see what this is i cannot wait to read the wikipedia summary just like i did with escape room <laughs> and escape room 2 so yeah escape rooms okay escape, escape room, room is was better than i expected yeah, which isn't to say it's good. No, it's the the ending the ending is hilariously dog shit. But the yeah. rest of the movie, I was like, okay, escape room, not bad. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not bored. Uh, all right. Well, we got we, we got can an, move uh, on from that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got a TV series here called Dark Winds. Uh, this is actually oh, from Which one was the this? creator of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Right. Yes. Okay. I am excited about this one. So yeah. And fringe. This is hilarious for multiple reasons. One, George R. R. Martin just like went on his blog. It was like, it's coming. This thing is out here. And then uh, I think it was Jason who was just like, he knows exactly what he's doing because he's just not talking about his fucking book. He's talking about another. Right. He said, the, he said the winds of June. Yeah. And it's, and it's people were like, oh shit, is he finally going to tell us when the winds of winter is coming out? He's like, no, the, Dark what is this called? Black, Dark, Dark winds. winds is coming Dark out winds. in June. The, the show I'm executive producing with Robert Redford. Second, like, wow, there's a lot of information in that. That is the Wait, second funny thing. This? Robert yes. Redford oh, yeah. is obsessed with this. Because this is not the first time he's done this. He Okay, so this is based off of a detective series about two Native American uh, cops. And he first made this movie in 1990 with Lou Diamond Phillips. And it was one of the first... I think it's the only actual fictional movie that um, not uh, Errol Morris has directed. <laughs> the huh. documentary filmmaker... Uh, is that Errol Morris? Yeah. yeah, Errol Morris. Yeah. yeah, he directed that, and he got fired like halfway through because he kept fighting with Redford, and it's a bad film. But then he Redford did another three movies of this on PBS in the early 2000s that are actually good with uh, Wes Studi and Adam Beach. So he's just obsessed with getting this property to launch. Like this has been a yeah, he's just like two decade I, I want thing this to work. for this uh, detective franchise that he's been obsessed with. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it does seem uh good. Oh no, I'm excited it's, for it's this. It's just yeah. And the writers room yeah, is all just... native too, which is just to oh, kind of support cool. the hell out of that. And the other weird thing is this is directed by the guy who made the movie Have you ever who seen made Smoke, Smoke Signals? Signals? That guy yeah. also directed one of the 2000 movies that Redford did. So he brought him back for oh. that. So, so he just Yeah, yeah. it, it... 
it really is just like Robert Redford and this guy. Like, we'll we'll get it next. Yeah, because I was like, because at first I was like, why isn't Adam Beach in this if he did? And I'm like, oh yeah, he was in that other one that I saw earlier with West Studi. The other other adaptation of this of this book series. Now the the guy who's the lead, um, Zahn or Zane McLarnan, is really good. He was in season two of Fargo. He was in Hawkeye. Yeah, he was. Um, Oh word. Oh, and he was in that fucking excellent episode of uh westworld yeah second season of westworld yeah so like the yeah, cast yeah, yeah. he's he's also, great like the rest of this cast too like you got i'm really really happy that ryan wilson has just become rain wilson rain has wilson. become like character actor rain wilson like he's just i really like like the weird choices yeah. he's been making with stuff. yeah he looks he looks like a bad guy in this yes he is or like <laughs> yeah. at the very least like a fucking character that you're like i don't know about that guy <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah I, this is gonna be straight up good this is gonna be this looks it's basically yeah it's a detective it's a gritty detective Six show episode and like if you're into that yeah if you're into that this is gonna be great like and I'm into that. Yeah. yeah. There's no way I'm not going to watch this. So, yeah. And yeah. if they make the other books, if this is good, then fine. And also, like I said, full native writer's room. So want to support stuff like that because oh, this yeah, is just like the sure. beginning of uh, native writers and directors getting opportunities like that between this and like uh, Res Dogs. And what's that one on Peacock? Uh, Rutherford Falls, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that one. So we're starting to get a lot more, like, representation there. So And, like, it helps that these all look really good. So, yeah, I'm kind of pretty excited for this. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, inter- <laughs> it's interesting because it looks in part like a more, like, you know, like a straightforward murder mystery, but also, like, like some, I don't know, Jacob's Ladder elements where it's like there's some stuff that looks like it could be supernatural but also like could be it just inside people's minds i don't know well that's i'm yeah, interested that's in watching this i, I mean again th- that's the beauty of these dark detective things is they're all kind of it's like when you when you actually boil it down to like what happens it's like oh yeah it's just like it's like this could have been an episode of law and order uh but they stretch it out and make it like weird and brooding and cosmic and it's like i fucking love this bullshit yes. i love hell it. yes <laughs> yeah this is right this, this is, is right great. right next to right on the shelf next to uh like recent history pop culture stuff for me it's like yes <laughs> yeah. yeah i love it it's great um all right well uh this next trailer is for now and then not Which the 1995 not movie. Not the Christina Ricci movie, different. although she will yeah. be appearing later on in this doc. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is like, I know what you did last summer. It's, it's 100% I know what you did last summer. Yeah, but it seems like it's, well, it's, what I like about it, it it's, I know what you did last summer if the fisherman was like, I'm going to just, I'll accept a bribe. Right, I'm just going <laughs> to blackmail you instead of murder yeah, everybody. And I honestly like the idea of like, like Michael Myers, like this whole time, if you just slipped him a hundred dollar bill, he'd leave you alone. I love that. I love that version of a slasher. But yeah, this is a group of friends who hit someone with their car as 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 youths, and then as adults, someone is blackmailing them about it. Uh, and Rosie Perez is there, and that's really that's the selling point for me. Yeah, uh, she's like a detective that's in- investigating them, and it's also it's like a multilingual production, so like like three quarters of the trailers in Spanish. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's, it's Apple a, TV. Yeah. I, have, I think I've... I think every time I've been on here, we've done like an Apple TV show. And here's the thing that I've kind of noticed recently. <laughs> Apple TV's <laughs> batting average is surprisingly it's really good. so fucking <laughs> yeah. good compared oh, to... Yeah. It's, really it's good. better than Netflix, it's better than Peacock, and it's better than Hulu. Like... Yeah. They just yeah. have a bunch of really good fucking shows in a wide they variety of do. genres. Yeah. Their comedies they're, are good, their dramas they're... are good, their sci-fi is good. It's incredible. They do some really interesting swings yeah. that all seem to work it's... out. Yeah, their computers are terrible, but they should really like they should really stick to yeah. this. Like this is what they whoever they got running it, it's, like knows they make good choices and I think it's also they realized or at least when they were starting, they weren't like the first choice of people. So they got the weirder projects that would get rejected by folk. Cause that's how right. they got along to uh, the after party with Chris Miller. And I think that's how they did severance, but like, yeah, there's a bunch of great shows on there. And it's, I think like maybe like a year and a half ago, I'd been like, eh, it's Apple TV. Maybe I'll check it out. But now it's like, Oh, it's Apple TV. It might be worth watching. Cause right. yeah. 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 This looks fascinating. Um, this and Dark Winds, my only hesitation is like, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, God, I need a chunk of time to do this because mm-hmm. I really want to watch both of these. But it's like, God damn it. That's a whole show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But people should check out this trailer. It's it, it it's fairly straightforward, but it just looks like it's just sopping with intrigue, you yeah. know? Where it's yeah, there's like, a little Ooh. there's a little bit of uh, yellow jackets in there as well. I yeah yeah yeah. I've seen this type of premise with like a couple other shows where it's like oh a reunion and then they have like some type of dark thing. Like I think there was literally a show called Reunion on Fox like 15 years ago, and oh, that yeah, just kind of right. is catnip for me too, just because I love watching like the flashbacks and fast for flash forwards with that stuff, and yeah, it's. I guess that's kind of one of the reasons I liked After Party too, which again, if you haven't seen it on Apple TV, go watch it. So they just they yeah. make good shows, man. It's just good, man. That's all I'm saying. No, it's that's like I'm that. Saying. Have you seen Severance yet? Yeah. No, I haven't seen. Uh, you're yeah. the 148th person to tell me to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna. Severance is good. After Party is good. For All Mankind is surprisingly good and just yeah lots of other good hmm. stuff there so oh yeah that's the straczynski show isn't it no that's um ronald moore it's the alternate reality moore, where that's the russians right. that's right. landed on the moon first and then shit just goes i mixed up there yeah i mixed up the names the writer names i was thinking of ronald d moore yeah. but i called him straczynski but like a I real think noob straczynski might actually be doing something on there too if but i'm not sure but yeah, no, Apple, like I said, and that doesn't even get to like Mythic Quest and all the other stuff that they have. So Ted Lasso. Yeah. Sorry, I'm shilling yeah. for uh, Apple Plus right now. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. You're getting paid by Apple. I don't even I pay for Apple Plus, which is weird. <laughs> oh, that's why you're doing this. Yeah, no, I got a free year because of my phone. So yeah. So like And they just keep giving oh, okay. it to me. The yeah. more I talk, I've gotten nice two about free years out of Apple Plus so far. But I will say this, if it did get once that expires, I would actually pay for Apple Plus, which is something I never thought I would say. <laughs> oh yeah. No, for I think we, we talked about that on a like maybe a week or two ago. Uh but yeah, it's they they give away so many of these subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I've had it for two years. I don't think I've paid for it yet. No, but I would. <laughs> like, I yeah, would pay for that would. before I probably would pay for Hulu. Mm, that's so, fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. I do. Fa- I, I just got Apple Plus. I have yet to actually open the app. Oh, I will say this about the app <laughs> too. I, I will. It's not I as will. garbage as like the HBO Max app or like... yeah, or Disney Plus. Disney Plus seems to want to hurt me. Like yeah. they they just do not like when you cannot like I I watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus and I can't for the life of me continue where I left yeah. off. No, you sure they can't, Dave. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You also can't restart the episode unless you back out. Right. Open the episode and rewind it to the beginning. Yep. Right. You can't. You like, can't go to the next like, episode either. Yep. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, Disney? It's, every app is terrible. Uh, but like I said, Apple Plus is slightly less yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. Uh, um. Well, this next trailer is for Monstrous uh, with the aforementioned uh, Christina Ricci. This is about, I don't know, a demon? I guess. It's like Christina Ricci, his mom, she moves her little boy out into a house on the lake, and there's a monster in the lake. I'm looking yeah, at this the is IMDb, one of those ones. and it also says that that is Jason Clark. So In the uh, lake? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to assume <laughs> yeah, yeah. that it was. <laughs> it's This is a case where if you look at the director's past, they haven't done anything that like stands out. If it weren't for Christina Ricci, I would completely write this off. But like, it's Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. So like, I'm like, yeah, just, I'll watch I this. will immediately watch this. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I, I yeah. did just mention Yellow Jackets, which I didn't end up caring for that much, but she's great in it. Right. Where Ricci's back? Like, uh, we got that Wednesday show that's coming up. Uh, she was in the Matrix. And, uh, Fuck, that's, that's right, she was yeah. for yeah. about three she, seconds. For, yeah, yeah, and Yellow Jacket. So it's just like, I don't know, uh, I, I, I want to see what this is. Maybe it's trash, but, um, you know, when does that stop but me from watching maybe, the movie? maybe, Dave, maybe it's Jason Clark as a bog monster. Yeah, that would be so good. Yes. It looks like a, it looks like a period piece, too, just by the way she's dressed. And... Yeah, it looks like a heightened reality. Or, yeah, like, something it, like that. Th- there's something, because it's about... So it's about a woman with her, her seven-year-old kid, and she's escaping a abusive ex-husband, and there's a demon coming out of the lake, and they, they do this thing, and I do think it's a period piece, but they do this thing where, like, she talks about how she's, like, not on her pills or something, and, like, she's, like, hallucinating, too. Yeah, that's really or, like, sweatily you thrown tell. in there, just like the Yeah, and, like, the, the tone is very, like, happy-go-lucky. Uh, and at parts and it's like they're clearly going for something right yeah she, uh, yeah she almost has like a stepford wives feeling to her in some of the right where it's like oh is it just her or is it, you know it looks it looks more interesting than that yeah. quick plot description probably sounded. For sure. the period <laughs> for sure. piece stuff is kind of interesting too because they're going with like those bright colors of that era and it kind yes. of is a nice contrast with like the swamp bog monster. So it kind of um, yeah. to go back to like Thor, uh, what we were talking about there. Like it would have been really easy to present this as just like, oh, this is a swamp monster. Let's have everything be kind of muted earth tones or like hyper blue and stuff like that. So kind of having like that bounce off of brightness is just a good choice. So visually, it actually looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing a thing that could be very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the demon itself looks kind of interesting, although they don't show it much. It kind of looks like I'm Swamp a, Thing. Yeah, I'm seeing it a looks still, like if Swamp and the still thing of it had a child with the alley monster from uh, Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah, 
it the the still image I'm looking at, it just looks like another demon. Like it looks like a Blumhouse demon. Yeah. Uh so may I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. But it it I don't know. There's some shots in this that look creepy. This could be a very good movie. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I will watch it. I will watch I'll it. Give it a shot. Um our last trailer is for the kids in the hall. Mm. This is apparently a sketch series of some sort. <laughs> uh starring a bunch of sketch old people. Comedy, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that we're talking um, about it with a Dave we know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it this is um I mean I don't know what to say about it. It's just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I just, you tell me that you're <laughs> yeah. giving me more kids in the hall. You don't have to you just tell me where. That's it. That's all I need Here's, to hear. Yeah. Here's what I find exciting is if you go on the credits, there's a lot of modern comedians and actors in it. Mark Hamill is apparently <sighs> going to be in it. So, like, it's one of those cases where, like, the original kids in the hall was, like, you know, it was very small scale, and now the it's pretty is pretty underground. Even though it's produced by Lauren Michaels and was on exactly. HBO, exactly. And now it's since gained that cult popularity to the point that this one is like, oh yeah, people are going to want to be in it. You know, and it's going to be fun to see. Like Will Forte is going to be in an episode. Oh, and of it's course. Like, yeah. Oh, him and a kids perfect. in a hall sketch. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's. I just. I just hope it's everything. You know, I. I want it to be. I think Kids in the Hall. I always, you know, I I thought they had a pretty good like rate when when you like watch an episode straight through. Right, even when a sketch doesn't hit, it's usually it's so fucking it's weird. It's so usually. bizarre, yeah, that you're just like I I'm. It still like kept me engaged, and yeah, even as like a ten year old kid yeah. when that was real tough. Uh, it's uh, I think it's legitimately yeah. my favorite of the nineties sketch boom shows just like, it's one of my favorite theme songs. Yeah. That theme girl drink so drunk good. is still goddamn hilarious with Dave mm-hmm. Foley. Just, Oh God. But yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, I, I never really got tired of any of those people. So, and they, from what I know, they haven't turned out to be giant, like trash monsters. So I'm excited to see them right. come back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if anything, they've just sort of kept to themselves. Yeah, yeah it, 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 well, it Scott, is very much It was much interesting. Like... Scott Thompson showed up, like, in a lot of dramatic roles. Like, he's a recurring character on Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's wild. He's fantastic. He's one of the CSI guys yes. on uh, Hannibal. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That's literally, the, like, I know there's other reasons to watch Hannibal, but that's the reason you for me not having seen uh, that is very surprising to me i watched a few i watched a few okay. episodes it's the problem isn't like it's always the same problem with me which is like unless i get immediately addicted to a show mm-hmm. i just don't have any time so like i don't i don't know like i i need to finish succession i started watching the new season of succession a show i like and then i just stopped having time and so I don't know. This it's a personal issue. It's doesn't matter for a podcast. But yeah, that looked like a really good show as well. And just the fact that fucking 
Scott Thompson is in it. It's delightful. Yes, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. I think it. it yeah. It, it took like almost the entire episode for my brain to accept that it was him. <laughs> Not for me yeah. to notice that it was him. For me to accept it. Yeah. Because right. you're just like, wait, what? No, that can't what? be him. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, why would he be doing why this? Would that be him? I think that's probably the weirdest cast member of the kids in the hall who you could have picked to have been on there. <laughs> I think yeah. I think Kevin McDonald might have been Ooh, a little nope. wilder. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kevin McDonald. Okay, correct. Just freaking out at each crime scene. Kevin McDonald's eyes when he's looking at a crime scene <laughs> alone would have he been looked, hilarious. He's like a human beaker, yeah. like the Muppets character. Like that's Kevin yeah. McDonald. <laughs> How have we not just had like a sketch with him and Bill Hader just? bugging their eyes out oh, looking at <laughs> like he that needs would, to that be, would be in the, Barry that's what needs to happen that would be the yeah. best kind of chaos yes yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll show up in season 3 of Barry which is coming out soon oh yeah. man um yeah uh other people who is in this so I said Mark Hamill Pete Davidson uh Fred Armisen Ka- uh Catherine O'Hara that's fucking mm, that's, that's the Canadian connection right there <laughs> yeah Eddie Izzard, I said Will Forte, uh, 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 Keenan Thompson, uh, Colin Mockery. That's another Canadian yep. one. Uh, Samantha B. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fucking. I, I don't even know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be fucking wild. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, Amazon. It's it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know when. I for, I'm sure they told us in the trailer, but I forgot. I don't know how many episodes it is either. So. I mm-hmm. I think six or eight yeah. is what I remember reading, but I uh, I could be completely wrong. It's so gonna be, pretend yeah, I didn't even need to say a number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be disappointingly small number. Yeah, yeah. You guys remember when Bruce McCullough directed Stealing Harvard with Jason Lee and Tom Green? Yes. <laughs> I remember that movie. I didn't and know he Leslie directed Man. it. He did. He did, and he had a cameo in it. Um, sorry, th- that's all. That's. <laughs> That's the, I just remembering that movie existed. Remember when Dave Foley had to interact in multiple years of news radio with Joe Rogan? With Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've never seen news radio, and the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, I should probably watch that just as like an artifact. Uh, it was a you good know? show. Like, yeah, it was, sure. it definitely wasn't a bad show. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's got Steven a strategic Root. use of yeah Stephen Root fucking Phil Hartman yeah. until he died and then John Lovitz took over as in his role which is you know that's so weird if you, if you have to replace Phil Hartman that's a good pick yeah yeah that's not a bad pick <laughs> Murray McTierney um yeah. yeah there are people in news radio yeah. yeah there's a lot of people in news radio yes like Joe yeah. Rogan Joe Rogan exactly yeah, what 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 is he doing in news radio? He's the janitor, and I have a like joke fan theory that the reason he started a podcast empire was because he was the only cast member who wasn't allowed to have a radio show on news radio. <laughs> That's his revenge. <laughs> sure. Now I have the only radio show. <laughs> Andy Dick was in that. Oh Jesus God, I forgot Christ. about that. For, ooh, yeah. Ooh, there is an it's, uncomfortable yeah, amount of s- Andy Dick in there. Oof. <laughs> I remember, mm. I remember it being like a good strategic use of Andy Dick. Yeah, but yes, it is, is Andy Dick. <laughs> it's Andy Dick on like tranquilizers. He's a subdued Andy Dick. 
Like, mm. like you know those pictures of like douchebags where they like hang out with like a chained up tiger where it's like drugged up and stuff. That's the level of Andy Dick that you're getting on news radio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they had to have Jack Hanna come in and sedate him. <laughs> <laughs> like bringing a tiger onto Carson. Uh, they had to put the mask on him every time his seed was over. Just like, <laughs> uh, actually, for that last um, season, they probably just had John Lovitz there as like muscle. <laughs> right, he had to right, beat his ass and out of steps out of line again. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, go- uh, Google that yeah, story Google if you don't G- know John it. John Lovitz, Andy <laughs> Dick fight for some yeah. comeuppance right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Like that I can't imagine seeing that. It feels like the universe would like there would be like a tear My a brain hole would in the break. universe right. or something. I just, I, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the fabric would tear and you would see into your own eyes as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You would just absolutely. immediately look like Sam Neill in Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simultaneously Sam Neill simultaneously in the end of Event Horizon and in the end of uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just with his eyes gouged out sitting alone in a movie theater watching the film he just ex- experienced laughing his ass off yeah. <laughs> um all right well uh you guys want to thank some more producers before we get into news stories i would stories? love for you to love producers. yeah can't right. wait big, dave big thank you to chester's prophet thank you uh thank you to definitely not guillermo del toro mm, we're on to you thank you to Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Sure do. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you so much. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. Uh, Happy Ed 209 to you, too. Mm. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Manischewitz Maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank, Thank you to Cody you. Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Thank, Thank you. you to Pete Forpagel. Thank, Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thank you to pre-order Jason Pargin's new book. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. All right, let's talk about Netflix. Okay. They lost a, a bunch of subscribers. Everybody is like calling it like a death rattle. I don't know if that's true. No, I think that's more a just like, lot of hyperbole. There's everybody yeah, has they, like twelve different theories as to what's happening, and they all sound equal parts bullshit. Where <laughs> if you like look at like right. the actual statement, they're like, "Yeah, we lost a lot of subscribers from Russia," which makes a lot of sense. But also, I don't think they're dying. Oh yeah, like it's not going to be no. gone by the end yeah. of the year. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, and apparently Elon Musk claimed it was because of woke. Of course he did. And it's like, what, is, what does that even mean, the, Elon? He's on a whole, listen, that's for a different yeah. podcast. He's on that's a whole true. fucking Someone kamikaze tear right now. Out, yeah, wokeness after they gave hundreds of millions of dollars to Dave Chappelle to do like anti-trans comedy right. special. And, and they just did a some... fucking ass-kissing documentary about Elon and SpaceX. Right. They've done several Elon Musk documentaries. It's one of those things. It reminds me of when every now and then people be like, oh, cracked, cracked, uh, fired everybody because of wokeness. Do you think, yeah, do you think they like got us in a room and said, sorry, you're a bunch of cucks? I literally had this conversation with Jeff on his podcast the other day. I'm like, that's that's not even like, 
you could put together a list of 500 things and that wouldn't even be on there. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. It's yeah. very it's, funny because it's it's just like and but it's it's very funny, but it's expected mm-hmm. when it's like random people on the Internet. When it's like Elon Musk, it's like, come on, man, what are you even talking about? But you're right, Tom. That's for, it's for a different podcast. But like also, I just want to say Netflix does have one of the worst user interfaces it is trying to charge people more money constantly and it cancels everything and it's so it's so it's like yeah i mean people aren't gonna subscribe to you it, as there's, much. There's also a, there's millions of streaming services yeah there's like they're doing better there are like uh like logan said he's you've there's a million different takes on why this is happening but it's like there is legitimately like 20 different yeah reasons that are all probably contributing and of course that's you know that's definitely probably the biggest one in if i were to guess is the fact that over the past year like we've had five times as many streaming services like every major studio has their own streaming service and they're all steadily reclaiming their own yeah, property right basically there. their own I mentioned, shows. I mentioned that like they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on comedy specials, and that's just the creative stupidity choice that they made. Because what they should have done, right. they were losing the office, they were losing friends. People want to watch like long going comedy that they could watch. Like, oh, I have ten seasons of The Office to binge through. If you watch one Dave Chappelle special, you're not watching that a hundred times over. So what they really should have been right. doing is investing in making their own fucking sitcoms that couldn't be yanked away. And they kind of had that with I think yeah. One Day at a Time was the one that they canceled the like multiple times. Oh God, The Ranch. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If yeah. they had invented some good it's... ones, they could have had shows that were ten seasons long that people would want to watch. But like, there's multiple weird yeah. creative choices there, and as you mentioned, it's canceling shows. <laughs> yeah, it's not a mystery, you know. It's not wokeness. It's just like, yeah, you don't you don't have as much to offer, and it's a lot more. Competition. I don't know. Maybe don't autoplay everything in the menu. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe make original stuff. But also, honestly, I liked Netflix the best when it was like, I want to watch a 90s Denzel Washington film. Mm-hmm. Guess who's there for me? So, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But, it, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like a big mystery. It's just no. like, yeah, it's, you're, you're less good. It's, You've been less good It's a thousand. A it's a thousand times more competitive than it was yeah. even two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Netflix kind of doesn't have anything. That's like, you know? yeah, like, their issue. It's they on all the other streaming heavy, services. They invested heavily in singular movies and singular comedy specials instead of recurring type of things that would just have people like binge watching, which is the whole point of streaming. So They're also, yeah, they're also kind of whoever's making the choices i think just doesn't know like remember when stranger things came out and it was buried and i think me and you tom i know we had the same experience which was like oh look at this show that's here yeah let's just watch it yeah we hadn't heard anything about it, it it's like netflix has no idea what people like and they probably have some algorithm that they constantly refer to that just misses the point which is like just have like good people with really strong ideas make your shows and then stick with those shows if they were like long enough for them to get a fan base if they were smarter uh, i think that one of the few areas that they could still kind of lean harder into is the foreign content because i mean squid game yeah. did gangbusters and there's a bunch of other like uh 
you know, they have a bunch of shows from Japan and like other territories and stuff that they could bring over that just WB probably wouldn't do or even like Hulu yeah, that they I could would... just lean into that international market. And also that brings more diversity, but who knows? I'm not oh, yeah. smart. I think so. <laughs> I I think it's yes and no because I think they saw Squid Game success and they're like, okay, buy everything from Korea, uh, from South yeah. Korea. And it's like, well, okay. Like, it's again, it feels algorithm y where they're like, why did this work? And they're like, I don't know, because it's from South Korea. All right, yeah, let's go with that. And like, yeah, South Korea has a lot of great shit. Uh, but like, I don't think they, I don't think they understand nuance when they are figu- trying to figure out what to do next. Also, like, uh, right. Yeah, South Korea is not a genre. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, exactly. they did a smart thing uh, with like trying to grab some of like just big creatives from television. Like they locked up Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Shonda and, Rhimes. Yeah, Bridger, Bridgerton is probably keeping that keeping them afloat yeah, right now. Yeah, so that's probably like their go to is just like they should have probably grabbed Greg Daniels and Ted Lasso should have just been a Netflix show or yeah, they like they. That. they, they they bet they bet big on Shonda, which yeah. is turned out to be smart, and Ryan Murphy, which has turned out to be not smart. <laughs> Never bet on Ryan Murphy. He's a wild beast. Like just yeah. Oof. Is, Holly- yeah. is Hollywood any good? That show? It was okay. okay. I was I was I I probably gave it one of the best reviews yeah. it, it got, and I was a little embarrassed after the fact, but I did enjoy. Oh, it. they bet on Benny. <laughs> they bet on Benny off and Weiss. That was the other thing. Yeah. Oh, and oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some buyer's remorse there. Well, it was. It was. Yeah. It, so they they took so so much money uh, invested in a few big creatives. So they did. It's not like they didn't roll yeah. the TV dice. But they're also, I think, what's what's been apparently most important to Netflix since Beast of No Nation's Oscar push that failed mm-hmm. uh, and didn't get any Oscar noms is they really want to be taken legitimately as a movie studio. So they keep sinking hundreds of millions of dollars into stuff like Extraction and Red Notice and right. uh, The Atom Project. And it's like, guys, that's like you were just saying one big movie is not gonna do it back to like, the apple well, plus thing. Thing. apple plus already yeah. has an oscar win for best picture yeah, yeah. it's it's more of like okay if you want to be a movie studio be a movie studio yeah. don't be a streaming service like it, and this was the problem that's been happening you know forever which is that it first was these services were like we're gonna host movies we're gonna be the new blockbuster and now they're like we're gonna be the new blockbuster and the new like big hot movie studio and it's like well you either have to have the money to maintain that you have to be amazon um or apple where it's like yeah they just have so much money because they do so much other things um or you just have to focus on one or the other you know like i think Netflix might have it maybe they should have just stuck there, to like there was a reason Blockbuster hosting. never started making movies no yeah exactly um it's uh, I think uh, Apple and, and Amazon also terrible have at making movies too really pretty much are uh, Net, Amazon and Apple have the additional thing of they're still libraries like where you can go and purchase movies and tv shows right. that air on other streaming platforms so they still exactly technically have 
everything. Not only that, not just what's on Prime. Billion dollar companies completely separate yeah. from anything they're offering. So it's like yeah. Netflix right. has Netflix. You don't have yep. <laughs> right yeah, exactly. So yeah. Amazon Prime like is why... but one arm of Jeff Bezos's eighty mil eighty billion dollar empire, however much it's worth. Also, right now. to go back it's to combination... what Dave said about the algor the algorithm thing, like a lot of the thing they invest heavy on in their movies just feel really fucking hollow. Like Red Notice is yes. terrible, and I mean Adam Project yeah. was watchable, but it just felt like here Ryan Reynolds do whatever you want, save us please. So. They make like mid two thousand yeah. movies. Like they've had some good ones in the mix. Whenever they go for like, whenever they try to go for an Oscar, it's like, oh, okay, this is usually good. Roma was good. The you child know? beating but when scene they try in to Extraction, do like, where he beats up seventeen yep, kids, yep. just fantastic film work. Tom, I know you love it. <laughs> 20, they, 28 seconds. Yeah, twenty eight seconds. Yeah, <laughs> topples those they, kids. What was his name? Rake. <laughs> when they try to go for Rake, Tyler Rake, motherfucker, Rake. he's coming back. <laughs> Anyway. But when they try to go for blockbusters, they just fundamentally don't know they, how to make one. They tried to get into the comic book thing and they bet on Mark Millar, which was not the that was not the right choice right mm. there. Right. And here's mm-hmm. the other thing. Why are you making why are you trying to make big broad block blockbusters when you're a streaming service? Yeah. Make you can make indie films. Like yeah, so it it just and and then again, it's the fact that all these other companies like HBO and Paramount, like they have so much stuff they already own exactly. before they were a streaming service that their libraries are huge. So it's Netflix naturally is going to be pushed out. The smartest thing they tried, um, but I know. think they were a little embarrassed by is they went heavy on rom-coms in like just the age yeah. where those aren't really getting theatrical stuff. But it seems like they, I don't know. They want to be like the big action stuff. They want to get like those huge home runs when, man, you need to settle for some doubles and triples and just get on base. Like, yeah, just get on base. Right. Yeah. Get some, get some numbers on the board, man. And again, it's tough because they don't have a library. They're trying to build a library yeah, yeah. in so real time. That, and it's focus like, on shit that yeah. doesn't cost as much comedy, rom coms, horror, even yeah. like just, yeah. they killed their animation wing right now like right that yeah try to be niche yeah. like try to try to do so I it's don't know. weird they're also just they're also just so woke i know, you know? yeah honestly that's what it woke. is it's what it all comes yeah. down Most to woke. is how woke they yeah. are because like you see them and you're like uh, they're at the line of woke and they're going broke yep just yeah yeah exactly yep. they're tipping yep. over into broke territory <laughs> we're like broke folks. Um, <laughs> oh god Babylon uh, joke right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are making a movie together uh, Ben Affleck is directing Matt Damon is writing I believe uh, it's about Nike getting Michael Jordan's endorsement which just sounds like the most boring story ever told uh, maybe it's. Good. I think they're maybe gonna it's... try to big short it. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be something like that. That's like right. the vibe right now between you know Big Short and McKay stuff and Winning Time. It will and... absolutely be the right. scene from. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a part in like episode four, I think, where they show Magic 
uh, talking to a bunch of sneaker companies, and they literally have, um, I think it is Phil Knight from uh, Nike going up to him and like, we'll make the air magic. And they're talking about like how they were third place in there. And I think just that whole scene is going to be the whole show, except centered around Michael Jordan. So, yeah, it just rubs me the wrong way to be like the heroic story of ad executives or whatever and it's like we uh, talked about this i mean i think last time when we were making fun of the the uber show that they made like oh yeah there's entirely too much of this bullshit like i understand something like the social network because there's some type of internal drama but even that was 10 years early because you could make an entire sequel on that but like i don't give a shit about we work i don't care about uber (laughs) like unless the Nike thing Unless is examining Michael Jordan and his story. cultural impact, but they say in the press release that Michael Jordan will not be on camera and they're not casting an actor. He's just going to be right. a background ominous figure. So it's one of the, yeah, it's one of those things where I read this and I'm like, I guess that must be an interesting story. They're making a movie about it. And then I think about the other things they've made movies about and I'm like, or not like, or yeah. Or it's just going to be like a, like told in a quirky way yeah and just like i don't know i mean there's something about like you know obviously nike and air jordans like that's that's why sneaker collectors exist right like that's yeah, why right. that's why that whole industry exists they changed is because of culture yeah it's they invented it. yeah of this of this of this company and this specific shoe yeah. the air jordan uh, so there's right. something to be said about like, oh, let's examine the cultural significance of it. But like the wheeling and dealing of the people who made the deal with Michael Jordan is arguably the least interesting part of that story. Yeah. Because that's where it begins. You want to talk about the the impact and the uh, what it's done and, and how that like what role that shoe had in solidifying because I think I probably, as a little kid, I probably knew what Air Jordans were before I knew who Michael Jordan was. Yeah. Right. Um, that's partially because I grew up in Europe <laughs> when he was when Michael Jordan was first blowing up. But um, I was in Chicago, so this was a very huge part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't miss this. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. Like this, I... I agree that this does not seem like an interesting movie. I do still think this is a worthy subject, but like, boy, this seems like the wrong thing to this focus on. Feels, like this should be yeah. an element of the movie, but not the entire movie. Yeah, this goes back right. to the, shoot, I forgot her name, Angeline type thing where I think I'd be more interested in like a three part doc where they just show like the impact and history of like sneaker culture and maybe interview basketball players, interview hip hop folk, interview like, the actual Phil Knight and talk about like what he had to do to like kind of turn that around. Whereas I just don't know where the drama comes between like, Hey, we need to sign Michael Jordan. Hey, we signed Michael Jordan. And the whole time you don't actually see Michael Jordan. So. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. there's going to be a dramatic I mean, scene where they show the first air Jordan and it's like going to be a sweeping shot. And it's like, Oh, holy shit. Jordan ones. And like, I just I don't see how that's a movie. No, I don't either. Yeah, it's you know what you know I. Oh, yeah, sorry. it's just it's weird. Like, I guess Damon and Affleck have good chemistry, so I mean that might be worth watching. But they they have a track record, yeah, yeah of, so, of projects yeah. they've written together and stuff that Affleck has directed. Yeah, uh, so he's yeah. got a track record. I don't know, and like I said, like I wasn't. I mean, 
Ford versus Ferrari sounded like kind of a boring premise and stuff, and that turned out really a great watch. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> right. Uh, you know what is going to be great? The uh, live-action Minecraft movie starring Jason Momoa. Sure. That is coming out. I recognize those are words that you have said. I refuse so, to attach any meaning to them. Uh, uh, who do, you, do we know who's making it? I'm so excited. I'm looking, and it says Martin Scorsese. Oh, my God. It's Yeah, it's the director of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, Jared Hess. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Holy shit. Um, I'm so excited, you guys. This was originally supposed to really be Rob McElhaney. And then he just dropped out. So, yeah. Okay. So, it is Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think it'll work. I it, it, I, I think it'll work out. The, like, I know I'm going to see this movie. Well, yeah, of uh, course you are. Yeah. I'm guessing that this is going to probably um, take cues from the Lego movie. Like, everything it's been trying to do with this type I don't, of thing. So, I don't, I, I disagree. Because uh, it's live action. Wait, what? <laughs> So it's live action. It's a live action film. So I'm assuming um, Jason Momoa will play our what Steve, the main the main Minecraft character. And like honestly, if you just did the story of someone beating Minecraft, as in like the beats that you need to beat Minecraft and kill the the Ender Dragon. That could be a story. I legitimately want like it, it Jason Momoa to get story. swoller than he has ever gotten for any role. And oh, then I want yes. them to put like block padding armor so that he looks like the Minecraft block character anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. I want that. Oh, just get him blocky muscles. Yeah. Like I want him like yeah. I want him the square that like Ben Affleck was as Batman, where he's just a walking rectangle. <laughs> like Yeah. yeah. No, they could they could legit make this like a Dungeons and Dragons type adventure because it the beats are just you have to create a portal, you go to the Nether, you fight you fight your blazes, you fight your 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 um skeletons, your wither skeletons, your brobits. Uh, you have to fight endermen who are terrifying. Uh you deal with creepers and then you got to get to the stronghold and you got to open the portal and fight the dragon. Uh like that that can just be an adventure. Where it's like, yeah, you, you just like that could be fucking Lord of the Rings, you guys. They could, uh, they should stretch this into three movies, right? Is everybody with me on this? I hate you, Dave. I did not know that Minecraft had a <laughs> plot until you just went through that because I thought it was like the sin. It has. Well, <laughs> it's not a. It's no, not you, a plot. It's a sequence it's of events. A, <laughs> it's not a plot. It's an open world sandbox game where you can beat the game. Yeah, I didn't know you could so you do have that. To do... I thought it was literally just oh, yeah, Sims, you... like I'm going to build a city and that's it. Yeah. So. Well, what what makes it work really well is after beating the game, you can still do more stuff. You can you can go to the end and find the end cities, and that's how you get your wings. There's a bunch of things to do. Uh, they're just adding the warden. I'm very excited about the warden, but like it, uh, it there's a there's a general beginning, middle, end to how to uh, actually just beat the game. And I really think if you just turn that into a movie, obviously there's no like characters in Minecraft. You're the character, the person playing it. So you could have a lot of fun with that. Again, much like Dungeons and Dragons, you know, a movie that really worked out. Uh, you, you can kind of like, there's, it's, there's types of creatures. And so you just have to like include them in it and just tell a story of like, 
a hobbit-like adventure through this land. Uh, that's all. Yeah, I suppose so. It'll be great, you guys. Or yeah. it'll be Jason Momoa like making like weird redstone contraptions aimed at murdering like uh, like a bunch of cows at once. That would also. I be hope fun. it's just Jason Momoa playing Minecraft for two hours. That would. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. And like not really getting that far he's and just getting like kind of confused. frustrated. He's never played it before. No one told him what to do. Yeah, he keeps looking at the camera. <laughs> but it's like filmed under- like not understanding film. what happened. It's like how the, the best game works. Twitch stream. Yeah. It's the best directed Twitch stream ever. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, you could make you could make a really decent Minecraft movie if only because all Ma- Minecraft is is a world. And so like you can tell any story you want in that world. Uh, so, like, a good writer could legitimately make a Minecraft movie that's, like, not bad. You could also make a terrible one. Uh, I think there are infinitely more chances to make a terrible one. Like, it's it's I, like, it's I, like, I, I it's like literally the Lego <laughs> movie, right? So, unless they do something like the Lego movie, like, what even is the universe of Minecraft? Everything is blocks? Everything no, is it, blocks! that's what I mean. Is you, you, there's, you don't have to do... Here's the here's the problem is you you would ignore the block stuff. You would ignore the mining and the crafting, honestly. Like you wouldn't need them like crafting a pick, punching trees. You just take the universe with all the creatures, which is like I'm a gonna raise you know, an objection you got, you, you, because I would absolutely watch Jason Momoa punching trees to make a pickaxe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the only version of this movie that I want to see. But that the I think the strength in Minecraft as a story is the fact that Minecraft has actually very unique uh, uh, creatures, very unique um, enemies that you have to deal with. I mean, they have a few that are like just zombies and skeletons, but like Endermen are very specific creatures. Uh, creepers are very specific, and so like you could you could make a fantasy world that's live action. That just looks like Lord of the Rings. Looks like any other. I, uh, it doesn't have to be Lord of the Rings, but you know what I mean. It just looks like woods and deserts and and landscapes, and it, it could actually like feel kind of unique and good. And you can put really any character story in that. Uh, so like, you're right. Is that more likely than not? This is going to be bad, but it's just it's frustrating because you could make a good movie out of minecraft you really could and it would be surprisingly uh faithful to the game you just have to make the world i will say that this doesn't this doesn't sound like the worst video game movie that's been announced like recently because there's a bunch of shitty you can make it out so yeah yeah. think okay think the warcraft movie it's like it would be like that where it's like Warcraft, I think Warcraft has more plot probably. Mm. Warcraft has a lot of yeah, plot. There is a but lot Warcraft of Warcraft is also talk and orc talk and yeah. right, but it's also a lot of world, right? Like Warcraft, Warcraft is a game where you could just explore that yes, world. Yes, there is a world of Warcraft, uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it's it's similar. Where it's like there's just it's a fantasy world. It has different realms and different um, magical like elements. And so you could just take that and put a plot over it, and it would work pretty good. So how do they fit uh, Chris Pratt into this? Oh, he oh he'll be, be in there somewhere, yeah. He he'll play be, the Creepers. He'll be everything. He'll be every character. 
Yeah. He will voice he Jason Momoa. He will yeah. Oh, oh, that would be oh amazing. <laughs> that would be so weird. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Let's move on. So excited for Minecraft. Dave. I want to play Minecraft. What? What let's, is it? Let's move on. All right, more producers. Fine. Fine, Tom. Uh, big <laughs> thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist How. Hail Satan. Hail Ratma. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you. All right, let me jump in here. Uh, thank you to your mom. Thank, thank you to you. Nolan Maton. Thank you to Andrew Fall Marina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thanks. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willow Defoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. Thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you. Thank you. Dave. Yes. Dave, what? You son of a bitch. I want you to. I want you to stop what you're doing. Okay. Okay. I want you. I want you to mine. Okay. Mine your brain. Okay. And then I want you to craft. Okay. A movie that deserves more hype. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is uh, the, the I got I got one. It's uh, the Minecraft movie <gasps> <laughs> starring Jason Momoa. <laughs> uh, yes. It's coming out. I suppose I um, Minecrafted my way right into that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is this is a movie that's coming out July of this year. Um, it's called She Will. She Will. She will there's no trailer yet there's a clip it's getting a lot of good reviews it's playing at festivals and whatnot it stars uh alice krieg who uh you might know as the borg queen uh and malcolm mcdowell so <laughs> it's two it's two star trek villains uh who are both just creepy as shit uh it's about a uh aging actress who uh just went had a double mastectomy mastectomy a double mastectomy um and she the like the movie that made her a star is getting like remade with like a young actress and she is just out like kind of um recovering in this area um that turns out is like uh used to be where like uh they burnt witches uh and she's there with malcolm mcdowell who i guess is like the author of the of the material that the movie was based off or something like that. And it's about her gaining like witch powers in her dreams to seek revenge. Um, but it's a lot more meditative. It's being described. One of the reviews says like, think more Gothic horror drama than overt fear inducing tale of revenge. So it's, it's a lot more like meditative and surreal and weird. Um, and has a lot to do with like, you know, the feminist themes like the the you know obviously this older actress sort of like who i assume has been like pushed out of her career uh so it it looks very interesting very weird very dreamlike 
Uh, and it's again getting very good reviews. Uh, yeah, it was hard to because, like you said, there's no trailer. It's just this clip that's not. It's really hard to get anything out of that clip except like kind of a general mood. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but that the tone and sort of the look of that clip, and then obviously uh, the people in it, Alice Krieg and Malcolm McDowell, and then this synopsis uh where at least part it seems like at least part of the movie is about like you know dudes like malcolm mcdowell's character in this movie who are male creatives who just continue to succeed and continue to be present but just keep trading in their muses for younger women yes um i'm into this yeah the director um whose name is charlotte colbert is uh she's done a lot of short films this is i think her first um okay feature length okay uh, so yeah but again it, it's it's getting a lot of good reviews um it's getting re- good reviews across the board like a good artsy reviews but also again like bloody disgusting which is like more of like horror uh oriented is also like this is really good so i'm i'm just very 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 curious about this one i i do think Again, if you're looking for even a slow burn horror, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's it's more like a, a yeah, like a gothic drama, like a very kind of slow and weird yeah, one. Yeah, like uh, one of the reviews that you listed was talking about how, um, along with the double mastectomy and stuff, and her aging, like it deals with like the loss of her femininity and kind of like yeah her via like whatever weird stuff is happening with the dead witches that are seemingly like imbuing power on her kind of like regaining that. So uh, there's definite, I can see exactly what they're talking about with like that Gothic type of horror vibe where it's just like kind of reclaim an elderly woman kind of reclaiming her womanly power. And just like, as Tom mentioned, um, kind of dealing with like shitty men who are going for like the younger nubile things so especially when you're putting it through like the um lens of like an actress who's also as you mentioned like kind of getting pushed out and getting replaced in a remake and that like that's a very fertile ground for stuff to kind of just take that shape when you're talking about like regaining power and claiming your um uh not adjacency what's the word i'm looking for um agency Agency. there we go yeah when you're trying so i just feel like this is probably going to be one of those movies where it's less like scares and stuff and more i think you're just going to get a really really ridiculous character performance out of uh, alice krieg which you know yeah absolutely here for because you know great actress so i'm kind of interested in seeing um it says that she has a younger woman who's like her caretaker while she's recovering from surgery. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how that relationship plays out, like the older woman with the younger one, mm-hmm. and then kind of seeing how this plot point of them remaking the movie that made her famous when she was younger uh, comes into play. But as Tom and both of you mentioned, like there's none of that in the clip that we saw. It was literally her like waking up <laughs> Not at in all. a bed very gothic ethereal and then walking like out to the woods and like the dirt from where I'm assuming the witches got burned, like 
creeping up her leg like yeah. venom style so visually it looks interesting but there's not a lot to go to but just from like the plot summary and the stuff in there there's a lot more as you mentioned like not just jump scares and stuff like that just kind of like that gothic serene horror feel which is always kind yeah, of cool the reviews so. yeah the reviews describe like dreamlike sequences of her floating through the trees yeah. um it's got it's it's only got 11 reviews all of them are good except for one and i just want to point out the one that isn't good the quote that rotten tomatoes uses is oh no she won't <laughs> And I just find that very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the quality of the film. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> solid. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Good job. Good job, reviewer. Um, wow. But yeah, it, they, they, yeah, the gothic horror comes up a lot. Psychological thriller comes up a lot. Me Too comes up a lot in the reviews. Uh, so it, it, and some of them talk about humor as well. So it doesn't seem like it's like a dry film. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, yeah. it's from a, a woman filmmaker. So I'm more than likely going to believe that those issues will be examined like more authentically and more thoughtfully than if this was just like a dude trying to capture that and just writing their opinion on it. Well, so yeah. you kind of... I know a lot of people like it this seems... movie, but I kind of have some of those issues with some of uh, Ari Esther's uh, things, like in uh, Midsummer. So, right, it's it's not going to be like, oh, this lady gets revenge yeah, and kicks exactly. ass. Like the people are saying, it's not a revenge movie. It's more emotional than that. It's probably more complex than that. So yeah, uh, like I'm I'm. Yeah, I'm guessing it just has more to say than like your basic like revenge film, uh, where it's just very straightforward. So yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. and no, even no. from that clip like alone, like it was interestingly like uh, composed and just like the score was kind of pretty interesting too. So just like the aesthetics were nice from that small scene. So I'm kind of interested in seeing like uh. I'm tr kind of interested in seeing what an actual trailer for this will turn out to be like and kind of going from there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. definitely it's peaked my interest and deserves more hype. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody check out She Will. She Will. It's coming out this year in the summer. The summer of this year. Is this a uh, on-demand thing or streaming or? I'm assuming so. But yeah. I'd There's be, no I'd, I'd be surprised yet. if it made it to the AMC, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah that'd be neat. Um, uh, but yeah. Man, I'm going to be thinking about Oh No, She Won't <laughs> for quite a while. Oh No, She Won't is great. It's fucking perfect. Uh, I could just yeah. picture the hand finger wagging while he typed that out on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also just want to film about like someone going to dinner and it's like a dinner party with just Alice Krieg and Malcolm McDowell. And it's like nothing happens. It's just right. generally creepy. And it's like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? But it's yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I want Malcolm McDowell oh. to join that, um, <laughs> that Kevin McDonald and, uh, yeah. Kevin McDonald and, um, guy from Barry. Ah, uh, shoot. Oh, yeah, Bill, Hader. Bill Hader movie of just them looking at bodies <laughs> and just bugging their eyes out in weird, uncomfortable patterns. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> like that just three generations like, Kevin, of... why are you so uncomfortable with these bodies yeah. it's just like they're that's a family like he's the grandfather he's the father and he's the son yeah they're just oh, all looking yeah. at bodies the whole time just Whoa. perfect <laughs> oh <laughs> 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 I need that movie. Um, oh shit, that's a sewed, guys. We've done it. Yes. Woo! Crafted that line. Oh man, such crafting, so many minds. Logan, thank you so much My for being Christ. on the show, man. For having me. Yeah, thank you. What would you like to tell the world? Uh, mm-hmm. Check me out at the Logan Trent on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out Cracked. We got a bunch of cool stuff coming out especially with like movie and tv stuff and please review this podcast and all of our friends podcasts because that actually helps yeah it does it does thanks man uh, yeah speaking of which uh, uh we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh for just five dollars a month you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, every Friday night, we watch movies with our patrons. Um, Tom, you weren't there last time. I wasn't. So we watched the newest Neil Breen film, and everybody got mad. <laughs> he uh, was so good. angry. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the appropriate yeah. response to Neil Breen. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to not play Neil Breen films. He plays twins in that one. Oh, it's nice. It's called it's... Twisted Pair. Oh, good, good. I was hoping he'd get uh, a way to like really flex his abilities and yep, show and really, really show off. Literally, of course, you do. A Twins mustache with on a person's face, and by that I mean they took some scotch people. tape, put hair on it, and then put it on a person's face so that you could see the tape. Incredible yeah. filmmaking! Oh, perfect so film! Good. Oh, man, so good. Neil Breen, what a talent! Yep. Yeah, everybody, check out Neil Breen. Uh, we also Go have a store. <laughs> Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com. You'll find a link to our Teespring store uh, where you can get all kinds of cool original artwork and designs on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Yeah. You goofballs. You, you goofballs. Yeah, you goofballs. Um, all right. Let's be done. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Minecraft. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.